0: you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin, and I cannot wait to introduce you to my guest today because she just has a mad range of baking abilities. Whether you want something savory or sweet, whether you want something trendy or traditional, this baker can whip it up, and now she is doing it out of a brick and mortar. She has a tremendous story. I can't wait to hear it and and just learn more about her and her wide-ranging abilities. Let's welcome in Amber Saini, the owner of Baking Flamingos.
1: (laughs) Hi, thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) It is my pleasure. I'm so glad that you're here. And just right off the bat, before I forget, if you're listening to this conversation, there are probably going to be points where you're just like, okay, this stuff sounds really good. I want to try it. The Baking Flamingos, they have a brick and mortar that's located just off uh, 168th and Harrison, but people can also place custom orders online, especially for cakes. So visit thebakingflamingos.com.net. Net. Dot net. Yes. Just making all kinds of mistakes off the bat. I love it.
1: No problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so before we get into any of the food or the baked goods, we got to start with the name. I mean, The Baking Flamingos, it's so unique. It's so, I mean, that just it captures your attention immediately. Where does the name come from?
1: Uh, It's pretty simple. I'm obsessed with flamingos and have been for a really long time. And when I first started selling just basic cookie kits, uh, the DIY cookie kits, my mom told me I had to have a name and... I originally went with the baked flamingos and she told me that sounded like a CBD shop. (laughs) I was like, I mean, well, maybe in the future when it's, you know, legal, we'll have a branch. Um, And then I went with the baking flamingo, but decided later on, I wanted to be in a brick and mortar eventually and wanted more than one of me baking things. So I figured baking flamingos would be the best way to go.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. What draws you to flamingos?
1: I'm not really sure. They're just really pretty and fun and weird, and just one word or one thing to mention is: don't ever watch any documentaries on your favorite animals. They're so sad.
0: <laughs> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> do Do I want to ask more, or, or do we just not even want to get into that right now?
1: Salt shackles. That's all. Salt shackles.
0: Okay, salt shackles and flamingos. If you want to be depressed, I guess Google that. (laughs) If not, keep listening to this because we are going to talk about baked goods. And I feel like Omaha's got a lot of bakeries, but each one kind of has its own unique fingerprint. There's something about it that makes it a little bit different from all the others. If you were to describe the baking flamingos to somebody who hasn't been in yet or to somebody who's coming in for the first time, what do you think is your unique fingerprint?
1: Uh, Everything we bake is from scratch and I have an amazing team that is great at what they do and so we all together have a great range of abilities being able to produce the cupcakes, the cookies. Um, One of my other bakers is great with breads and pies and cheesecakes and the other one's just super creative coming up with all sorts of new things all the time and I mean from tarts and donuts and just random baked goods she saw on the online. She's like, I wanna try that. And so we just introduced another baker, uh, Julie, and she's proven to be amazing as well. And then we are also gluten free um, certified, so we're able to guarantee celiac friendly desserts because we have our own section that is strictly gluten-free, not a single grain of flour touches it and it has its own equipment and everything. And I think that really helps us stand apart because a lot of bakeries are gluten friendly as opposed to gluten-free. So it's nice to be able to offer that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: How invigorating is it for you, not only as a baker, but as an owner to have, uh, you know, partners and employees who are constantly coming in and being like, Hey, I saw this. Can we try this? You know, it's not just making the same things over and over again. Yes, you do have consistent things that are going to be on the menu frequently, if not all the time. But there's also that ingenuity. There's something new all the time. How invigorating is that?
1: It's amazing. I just I love when they ask if they can make things. I'm like just do it. Just have fun with it. If you don't like it, try something else. And I want to be able to introduce all the things. And even though I don't know how to make a lot of the stuff that they do, they're teaching me. And so that's also fun is that they get to try all these great things. And then I also get to try all these great things and learn how to do them. So, um, and then we teach each other how to do other things and it's, it's just so much fun and it makes me feel great about myself that I was able to, with my partner, build this amazing team and hear 98% of the time how much they love their jobs. You know, everybody has that 2% oh, where they're sure. like, oh, I hate this place, including myself. <laughs> there have been a few days where I'm like, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> but then I remember that we have a lease and we'd be in trouble for that. So,
0: <laughs> well, I, I, for one, am glad that you haven't burned it to the ground me yet. too. <laughs> Uh, what you just mentioned kind of leads me into my next question. Something that I was really interested in is I feel like most bakeries, they pick a lane. They either go sweet or savory, or, I mean, some are like super specific and they're like, we're just doing cakes or we're just doing cookies. You, my friend did (laughs) not choose that path. Just among the things that someone could walk in and find in the display case every day could include cakes, cupcakes, Cookies, croissants, cinnamon rolls, danishes, homemade Pop-Tarts, focaccia, bars, brownies, pies, and even more. I mean, you just go for it. As you were building this business up, yeah, obviously you've added more. As you've said, the bakers have had their ingenuity and come up with things. But like, how did you decide, you know what? No, we're not just going to do one or two things. We're going to have a wide ranging menu and offer a lot of different stuff.
1: I just want to be different. I have in the past had to go To multiple bakeries to find different Items and while It's fun visiting other Places it's also nice to Just have a one stop shop And I wanted to be that for Baked goods and also Support other vendors And make Their dreams come true I guess By making it Possible for them to be able to sell their stuff As well so you don't we, you walk in the shop and you get to choose baked goods, pastries, sweet savory, and then you also get to shop for earrings or bracelets or macrame t shirts whatever and that's I just love that so
0: yeah let's let 's touch on that part of the business real quick because. That honestly surprised me the first time I came in. I was like, okay, I walk in to my right. Yeah, I've got the whole pastry case. I've got everything that I was expecting over there. And then to my left, yeah, there's T-shirts and earrings and notepads. And there's even cookies by the Finicky Cookie. Shout out to Larissa. She's amazing. But like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting to see cookies by another vendor in your shop. Like, (laughs) what is it uh, like with your business, you decided this isn't just going to be a bakery, but I'm going to give other people the opportunity to kind of let their stuff shine as well.
1: It just felt right. On Facebook, I see a lot of vendors looking for places to have pop-ups or other brick-and-mortars that have vendor space, and I wanted to be one of those people. So I love supporting local, and I wanted to be able to be the one that is helping support local and letting other people also support local.
0: I love that. Thank you. So when it comes to baking, are you more of a sweet or a savory person personally?
1: Right? <laughs> uh, my focus is mostly on the sweets. My preferential, which I'm learning, is a lot of the savories. So I'm learning how to do the pie crusts and the tart crusts, which are fun. And I w- would also lo- love to learn how to do the fillings, or I'm learning how to do the fillings, um, but the breads. The focaccia bread, excuse me, the Flacasha bread, <laughs> <laughs> including the garden focaccia is absolute, my absolute favorite. If I never had to decorate another cake ever again, just so that I could decorate focaccia every single day of the week, I would, but there's not enough of demand for it.
0: <laughs> okay. We, I mean, I was going to get some flakasha bread later, but since you brought it up, we're here now. Let's just go for <laughs> it. First of all, just... Before we even get to the decorating, because your creations are about as beautiful as they taste great, but let's just get to the fakasha bread first. It is just wonderfully chewy and airy and buttery, like. but it still has that nice crust on the outside. Like It's just what you want fakasha bread to be, but that's, okay, I don't want to say it's the only bread you offer because you might offer some others, and I'm sure you guys are working on recipes, but that's kind of like your... Your main bread, like that's the thing that you advertise. How did you center on focaccia is going to be like our thing? And then how did you nail down that recipe?
1: Um, Brooke got bored one day and decided she wanted to do focaccia. And I came into the shop and it was made. And I was just like, I literally just saw garden focaccia. Can we try that next week? And she's like, Absolutely. And the fakasha went over really well for the weekend, and we started with a great recipe and then later on found an even better recipe, and she improved on that, and that's what we have today, which is that really airy, like the other one was really good and it had a great taste, but it wasn't as airy or as focaccia as focaccia should be, <laughs> It's the only way I can think to describe that. Um, so then the garden focaccia we did the first week and it was just so much fun. so I'm like, we're doing this every week. And so we did different sizes and different designs and just had a lot of fun with it. And it took off and I don't, I'm not sure that how many people actually offer that here. So it was just a lot of fun. And, um, honestly, it was just one of the breads that we had time for and had the most knowledge about, and we've tried other breads. And some some really fun stuff like babka and challah and um, just even plain loaves of bread. And they go over well, just not as well. So we kind of stopped focusing on those. But we actually brought somebody in. The newest baker, Julie, just came to us from Panera. And Ooh, yeah, she, was a, <laughs> she was a culinary student. She focused on pastries. But breads are something she just does really well. And so she's made bagels. Since then, she has a sourdough starter that she started right before coming in, so its name is Dolores, (laughs) and she has made some scones with it already, sourdough scones. Oh,
0: let's go. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Um, and she's going to start working on breads, more breads for us, so that we can get those out, because I do see on Facebook a lot that people are looking for sourdough bread, specifically out west, Mm
0: -hmm. and...
1: So that's what we're going to try and do next.
0: So you just walked into the shop one day and there is just a loaf of focaccia bread. Yeah, just there, and yeah. you're just like, wait, what's this? Yeah, yeah. And now it's like a, I wouldn't say an integral part of the business, but pretty well known. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. How? I mean, I know that you've we've already talked a bunch about how you've empowered you know your, your your bakers to try new stuff, but how often does something like that happen where you just you come in and you're just like, oh. Here's this. What is this?
1: Uh, Julie's first week, which was only two weeks ago, she made gluten free coffee cake. So I walked in and there was coffee cake, (laughs) which I love. And even though it was gluten free, I'm like, I'm eating this. And it was probably... It was definitely better than my mom's coffee cake, which, let's be real, comes from Quick. <laughs> <So, laughs> I didn't take much to be better than that. Um, and the even better part was there's no weird stuff in it, you know, like vegetables. My mother in law likes to do rhubarb in her coffee cake. And I,
0: I'm not going to judge. That's that's an interesting take. I but, judge. Okay. I hate it. It's awful.
1: <laughs> Everybody loves it. You know, my husband loves it. Um, and well, I don't know if he loves it, but he eats it. And my mother-in-law loves it, but I won't touch it. (laughs) So, um, and and it was just delicious. And so, as I asked for something gluten-free for breakfast, and not for myself, but for our gluten-free customers, because we put out all these great breakfast items, but none of it's gluten-free. And I asked her, I said, I want one gluten-free breakfast item. And she came up with something just amazing. And then, and then even encourage the other bakers to try other things so we put out um I came in and Braylon was working on gluten-free kolaches so I mean I get there probably three hours after everybody else because I have to drop off kids and stuff and so there's a lot of days when I come in I'm like what is that (laughs) it looks delicious so it's great
0: (laughs) I imagine that that's really important for employees too because it's one thing to just like have bakers come in and be like, okay, you're making this, 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 here's my recipe. Don't make any adjustments to it. Just bake it, put it out there. Th- this is your job. But to have someone and I've had other chefs come in and tell me like, yeah, if my line cook knows that he makes a killer, you know, killer dish or something in his own time, we might run that as a special. We might put that on the menu. It just increases that buy-in between the employee and the organization so much. Have you seen that with your bakers as well?
1: Yes, actually. I think that there was a time where we had to kind of reel it in and it did get a little boring and, you know, but we were trying to make sure that we're saving money and being responsible with what we were putting out instead of having a lot of um, waste. So, because some of the stuff we tried has not, I mean people just don't want to try new things sometimes. And so it kind of got a little rough for a little bit. We're like, all right, well, we're getting rid of, we're throwing away all these things. Let's kind of reel it in a little bit. But once we were able to kind of get people on board with the few things that we were offering, we were able to start introducing more. And as soon as we started getting more customers, we were able to start introducing more. And I think, I mean, I still do have a bake list and I tell them they have to bake these things and I do have my recipes. So they know that they still have to do things, but they all, once those, specific items are done and orders have been filled or baked or whatever they're free to do whatever they want and they love that and i love hearing i love coming to work i love my job it makes me so happy to be that boss that can that staff can say that about mm-hmm. so yeah
0: well well this makes me curious now because i was gonna ask you I, I listed off so many things earlier that you guys offer but that there are also like I mean, there are things I've come in several times, and you're just looking in the pastry case, and you're just like, I don't even know what this is. (laughs) I'd never had pan dolce before. Yeah. I'd never had a custard bun before. Like, macarons are fairly familiar now, but like, that's another thing that you offer from time to time. And I'm like, I'm, it's, it, it, it's just almost like a playground looking through this case at times. I mean, is that, I was going to ask you, like, where does the inspiration for, like a pan dolce to add that where does that come from but is that just people seeing something on the internet or coming in with ideas like and saying let's try this
1: yeah brooke just kind of every time she sees something if it's something that strikes her interest she's she wants to try it and i let her so and she's done some really cute pan dolces like they she made little toadstools from Mario. Oh my yeah. gosh, really! Um, right now we're doing pumpkins, so she gets to be creative on top of making something delicious. She gets to turn it into something cute as well. Um, and the custard buns were all hers as well. And I don't even know where she saw them. She's just like, "This sounds really good, and I want to make it." All right, have fun. Sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was amazed by the custard bun because the first time I came in, we, I just got a ton of stuff because I was just like, "Lead me, Amber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Show me what I need to try." And I came home with a box full of stuff. And we liked everything. My wife's favorite was that custard bun. She yeah. was just like, this is amazing. I can and we eat about six of them. And we never even heard of it before. Yeah. So yeah, people, if you want to try a custard bun, which you do, get to the Baking Flamingos. Mm-hmm. Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about Certified Piedmontese. There are certain moments in your life that are so remarkable, you'll just never forget them. I distinctly remember the first time that I watched LeBron James play basketball and the first time I saw the original Star Wars. The sheer awe I had in those moments changed the way I look at basketball and movies, respectively, moving forward. The same goes to steak, thanks to certified Piedmontese. The rib cap at Caso Bovina is so rich, decadent, and fork tender that it is seared into my brain. But you don't have to dine at Caspovina to have that same life-changing experience. This beef is so delicious, even the average home cook can look like a superstar using these steaks, roasts, and ground beef. Trust me, I know from experience. (laughs) Check out all the options on CertifiedPiedmontese.com and use my promo code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, for 25% off your order. It's time to start creating new beef-centric memories that'll stay with you forever. And now, back to my guest. I'm going to reel us way back and go okay. back to the fakasha, yes. flakasha yes. discussion. Because, like I mentioned, not only does this bread taste great, but it looks so cool. And you mentioned, <laughs> you know, the garden focaccia is something that you saw on the internet, and it got you really excited, so... For people who don't know what garden focaccia is, which I had no idea what it was until a couple <laughs> weeks ago, you basically use different herbs and vegetables and tomatoes and stuff to create scenes yes. on focaccia bread. Like you bake stuff. Well, do you bake it into the – Do you don't bake it into the bread or bake it on top? I, we bake you, it on top. Go ahead. Yes. Tell yeah. me, like, where did your inspiration for this come from and how did you start doing it? <sighs>
1: Pinterest is a rabbit hole sometimes. So I get into baking and I, or, you know, I look at different items or I'm just looking at ideas for an order coming up and then randomly something will pop in there. And I'm like, that's really cute. What is that? And then it's it's garden focaccia. What is garden focaccia? Like I don't even eat half the stuff that's on this bread. I just wanted to create it. Uh And so when we started, it was just like, I didn't know these vegetables could make these things like, or that we were created enough to even turn these vegetables into things. And so we – the process is obviously making the bread, and then it has a whole bunch of different rises. It's like a two-and-a-half-hour process, 30-minute um, rises at a time. I need to fold the things and, you know, make it, it – I've made the comments before that it looks kind of like a chicken. It's so <laughs> weird, uh, <laughs> but in the end, it's just this really big, fluffy dough, and then you there's all sorts of oil all over it, and then you put it on a pan and you kind of s- really gently smooth it out, and to avoid knocking any bubble, like you know, pushing any bubbles out, and that's how it gets airy, and then it rises again for 45 minutes. It is not a impatient person's task. At all. And then once that final rise is done, you put the oil on it and your seasonings and garlic, if you want some salt, and then you just add your vegetables. Sometimes like every once in a while, we'll plan something out. Otherwise, we'll just stare at it until we decide what we want to do. Put all the vegetables on top, spray it with some olive oil to keep it from burning and then pop it in the oven. And that's it.
0: Uh, I mean, you have done some really cool and creative things. Uh, I mean, a lot of like flower beds, flower gardens, you know, like you said, it's called a garden focaccia. So, Mm -hmm. yes, it's obviously very plant inspired. But I mean, going through your Instagram, I even saw one that was like a a Batman inspired. (laughs) It had like the bat signal up there and Batmobile, some other stuff. I mean, you can get kind of wild with these and you even do like. Uh, garden are like classes right
1: yes yep i do teach garden focaccia classes uh right now it's once a month we do about two classes in or we'll do two classes in one day and you we teach you how to decorate mostly so otherwise it'd be like a four-hour class it's about an hour and a half is what we have we start all the focaccia ahead of time and then we'll start one later in the um uh, Later in the process so that while we're decorating, we can stop the class and show you how to do the folding and um, the rises and all that stuff. And we send the right re- like after everything's done, you know, you get your full size focaccia with all your veggies, whatever you wanted on there. And you get to take that home, obviously, we'll bake it for you. And then you get to eat some treats and this other baked focaccia that we already made with some dips and then we'll send you home with a recipe that you know how to make now. And you just get to go home and do your own thing.
0: That sounds like a party.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so other than focaccia bread, would you say the baking flamingos has a specialty? Like if somebody were to come in for the first time and they're like, I need you to tell me like, what's your one item that's going to sell me on this place? What what would you say that would be? Oh my god. Or is that just mean for me to even ask that? Oh.
1: There's so many things, but I want to say one of our biggest draws is, oh my God, our mini cheesecakes.
0: Mini cheesecake. I did not expect that.
1: Yeah. Okay. People get really upset when we don't have them. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I'll get on that. Um, But Braylon makes these mini cheesecakes and cupcake liners. And because she does it that way, she can make them a ton of different variations all at once. And instead of just like a cheesecake, you can go in and just pick out a few that'll go in a cupcake pack and take it just as if it were cupcakes. Wow. As long as they go in the fridge. <laughs> Unlike cupcakes. But yeah, they're amazing. So, um, and then the cinnamon rolls, they're huge and fluffy. I
0: haven't had a cinnamon roll yet. <sighs> I need to change that about myself.
1: Right now we're doing a pumpkin spice cinnamon roll, which normally I'd be like, whatever. Um, I'm not a huge pumpkin spice fan um, But Or cream cheese But the combination of all of those things Together I love it I don't, It just works Yeah and I eat the whole thing and it's terrible like, <laughs> All at once and you know it's worth it it's, a, it's basically a whole meal I mean it's huge It barely fits in the containers that we have for them And it's just this Massive Delicious Pastry
0: Something that I really admire about you, Amber, is so many times throughout this conversation, and I have not brought this up once, but you keep doing it, is I'll ask you about an item or something, and you tell me about the person who made it. You <laughs> say, oh, we don't offer this, or oh yeah, I came up with this, it's, Braylon came up with this, it's, um, is it Julie that started recently? Yes. Ju- Julie with the bread, she came up with this, uh, you know, Employee X came up with this. It is giving credit to the people who are making these. And I don't really have a question or anything based off that. But I, I just think that that's really admirable to continually highlight the creators of these people and not be like, yeah, this is my bakery. Everything that comes out of here is mine. Be like, no, this is this is a collaborative effort where a lot of people are contributing.
1: Or the flamingos. We all have our own thing. It's
0: not the baking flamingo. Exactly. It's the flamingos. That's exactly. why you named it.
1: And I wouldn't be where I am today without all of their amazing creations. So, I mean, I obviously I'd be somewhere um, with my cupcakes and cookies, but somebody actually, can, another baker came into my shop and she's like, oh, you know, you can get a cupcake or a cookie. You can throw a cupcake in any direction and hit another baker that makes them. And I'm like, yes, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere and they're amazing and so good at what they do which is why we want to offer so much more because you can you can go all over town you can buy cupcakes and cookies but you also have to go to other places to find other things like i was saying earlier and so i just wanted something different and i wanted i'd been making cookies and cupcakes and cakes for two years already at that point and i love it and it's so much fun but it just gets old after a while so i wanted to learn how to do new things and i know the people that do those things. So I wanted them on my team.
0: Another different thing that you offer, I think you knew that I was going to bring this up at some point, the flock tarts. (laughs) I mean, it's, it, it, it's basically like a homemade pop tart about twice the size and like twice the flavor. Yes. I, I am just absolutely in love with the brown sugar cinnamon. That's like my current (laughs) obsession. What, what was like the, the impetus behind making these like what made you say okay pop tarts i want to make my version of that
1: i wish i could even say that it was my thing it's that's brooke there you go I know, again giving I know. other people
0: just <laughs> hog some of the credit for yourself amber uh, no brooke I, shout out to brooke thank you brooke
1: i don't even know what caused it i know that i brought plain old kellogg's pop tarts in ev- almost every single day because it's an easy grab and go thing and i'm always late leaving the house so I don't know if it was because I always had Pop-Tarts with me or if she saw them somewhere, but we just, she just said one day she wanted to do Pop-Tarts and she gave it a shot and everybody loved it. So she started doing other variations and she's just, they're just so good. <laughs> so we put out samples of them cause they weren't selling at first. You know, There were some people who were super curious about trying something new and I love that. I love when people come in and they want to try things that are different Um, unfortunately there's not a lot of that so we put out some samples and the people that tried it immediately bought one and they're egg free which is even better we have a lot of egg allergies and so it's nice people when somebody comes in like what does not have egg in it and i can say
0: our flock tarts get this deliciousness yeah stuff it in your face The
1: the focaccia the you know there's we have vegan cupcakes as well. Like there's a couple other things I'm sure that are egg free, but I can't think of off the top of my head, but um, they're just, she was just inspired by that and how much people love them. So she offers two to three flavors a week and Brooke is leaving us sadly at the end of the week, but thankfully Julie knows how to make them. So we're still going to have them, but she was just, just like any other day. I want to try this thing. All right, have fun. Hopefully it works out. <laughs> so Yeah.
0: Now you you've mentioned a lot like there there are a lot of and this isn't saying anything bad about those bakeries but there are a lot of bakeries that offer cakes and cookies and cupcakes and things like that but the focaccia the pop tarts the pan Mm -hmm. um, you know even cinnamon rolls like are that's especially like a pumpkin spice cinnamon roll that's pretty unique how fun is it for you to get to introduce someone to a new treat like somebody comes into your bakery maybe they've not been there before maybe they even have been there before and they get to try something that they may have never tried before for the first time in your shot like pan dolce i i went 33 years of my life without having one of those i don't know how many more years maybe a lot would have passed (laughs) without me getting an opportunity to have one i mean that's what does that feel like for you to be able to bring something to someone for the first time
1: It's amazing. It's stressful sometimes though, because when people ask me like, like you did, you know, what do you recommend? What should I try? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this, I hope you came prepared because I want you to try literally everything. (laughs) And, uh, so I have to, you know, reel it in, but I do, I get super excited and pumped. And I think that, you know, Encourages them to want to try something new, and I just I get really excited when people come in, especially for the first time. But I love that we have regulars, and I can recognize a person's name when they come through, and I'm like, or their faces, and they're like, oh, what do you have new this week? Or, you know, we'll make a post with a brand new item, and even if we already put the menu out for the day, we're like, now we have this, and then those people are like, oh my god, I already came by today. <laughs> like, now you I have to come yeah. back. Now yeah. I have to come back. When we have we have a couple customers that I recognize all the time that are like oh, okay we'll be back in an hour you know set one aside for me and I love that so yeah I try to I'm in the kitchen a lot so it's not very often that I actually get to be up front chatting with people but when I am I'm lucky enough to catch those you know brand new oh you've never been in the shop before let me tell you about all the things so yeah
0: what got you into baking originally oh
1: <laughs> I wanted. I was working in catering for a long time. Um, in fact, I worked with Chelsea from the bubbly tart. She really catering creations. Oh, with me. wow. Yeah. She was the head pastry chef there for gosh, well over, like I want to say 10 plus years. I don't think it was quite 15. And the only reason I know this, is cause we had one of our Christmas parties where they're thanking everybody for their years of service. And she left to go do her own thing. She's the bubbly tart now, as everybody knows. And if you don't try it, it's awesome downtown. Um, so catering and I loved it. And my mom and I were, we have a lot of birthdays all at the same time. And she, as much as we love just letting somebody else do something for us, the price of things were getting really high. And I know how to bake my mom and I used to love to bake together when I was little. And so we just decided to try it and we wanted to try and we wanted to try decorating. And we just did that. And the best part about that was I actually got to come to her house and do all the things and she'd clean up after me. So I got oh, super perfect. Yeah. I just bake and I'd have new dishes all of a sudden. I'm like, this is the best. And then I had to start doing it at my house. I'm like, where's my dishwasher?
0: <laughs> Mom. This is no longer as fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mom, can you come over and do my dishes? Uh, and then I, after leaving catering, I went to another bakery and it was a lot of fun working there and, baking and decorating and I learned a lot of my decorating like at least for cupcakes there and it was great except that it wasn't from scratch and it wasn't as fun and it was the day old, you know same day-to-day cupcakes all the time just cupcakes 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 and it's like all right this is great but I really want to try other things and then of course I ended up just doing cupcakes and cookies and cakes um but once I left there I was on a medical leave and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I talked to my husband. I'm like, I really liked baking and I really want to try this. And I don't want to have to look for another job right now. (laughs) And we have toddlers and we had a brand new baby. And I'm just like, I wanted, I really want to try this. And he was fine with it. Like we will make it work and we'll figure out the bills and we'll figure out the things and you just do your thing. And I started bringing in customers and I was help doing stuff for friends and family, trying to get my name out there. And I just built my business based on that word of mouth, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I mean, I just, everybody I could tell like, Hey, I bake. What are you up to? You have a birthday coming up. Everybody has a birthday. You're going to need a cake. So I'm really good at selling things like to people when they don't even want it, you know, (laughs) like, you're gonna need. A you cake. sold
0: me on buying the entire pastry case the first time I came in. So, yes, I did. <laughs> you are a very good salesman. Thank but you. But you also offer a very good product, which Thank makes people want to buy it. Yes. So your first social media posts was on Facebook in the May in May of 2021. When did you actually like start offering? Was it somewhere around that time?
1: I think my first unofficial order was sometime in. April, like okay. yeah, I want to say like early April, and it was uh, first communion or baptism cupcakes. I'm not really sure. Um, something that you'd use Russian piping tips for, and I really just I loved it. She loved it, and I'm like all right, well, let's keep this going. Let's see if it works out. And I don't even remember what that post was. But
0: I don't either. I had, to sc- <laughs> I had to scroll back for like two days to find it because you guys have so many posts on Facebook. But yes. I committed to it and I, th- I think it was a cake of some kind uh-huh. or maybe it was a cookie decorating kit. I don't know. It doesn't matter.
1: I think it was a cookie decorating kit because that's where I started. So because I was on my leave for six weeks. So that would make sense that I put out a cupcake order and then made a bunch of cookies to sell while I was down and out and um, with minimal ability to be able to do things and lift things and stir things and all that stuff. So, um, yeah.
0: When did you, I I know you, you said like, you didn't want to go out and find a job. You wanted to try this baking thing. At what point as you're starting to get more word of mouth and sell more, did it start to creep into your head? Like this might be like my business now. This might be my job.
1: (laughs) Yeah. A few months in when I started getting more and more orders and, just realizing that this was something that was actually going to take off and to the point where I was actually getting overwhelmed with orders. I learned the hard way too, that there is such a thing as too many orders. (laughs) So, uh, lots of tears and stress and whatever, but I'm like, it just clicked that this was something that was going to work. And I mean, or at least I was hopeful at the time. And then, um, right around the same time that I was getting really excited about this thing working, my business partner, my now business partner, who is a friend of ours, uh, my mine and my husband, they've been friends forever, and I had met him playing volleyball with them, and he's like, they came over for dinner, him and his wife came over for dinner, and I sent him home with cupcakes or cake or something, and he came back a couple weeks later and was like, listen, I talked to my wife, and we want to invest in your business.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. He always wanted to have a restaurant or a deli of some sort of coffee shop, and... He just never made it happen. And he has a really great full-time job that he loves. And so it, he just never did it. And so thankfully he took a chance in me and fast-tracked my business because he asked me, where do I want to be? What do I want to do? I'm like, well, as great as it is doing this from home and saving all that money, I'm outgrowing my kitchen and I would really like to be in a brick and mortar. And then we started building the business even more, even more. And then finally it was time to start looking. And so we started buying equipment and looking for a space. And until we found that space, we had just stored a whole bunch of equipment We like hit up all the auctions and closed businesses. And my mom's school had a fridge that was leaking once upon a time. And they were like, this is it. We're never going to be able to fix it again. It's in my fridge right now, or it's in my store right now. Three years later, two and a half years, two and a half years later, it's still in my shop, so um, it just it was great and just fast tracked, and that's where I am now.
0: And this partner, this is Kurt, right? Yes. How important do you think it was for your business to have kind of like a a fresh set of eyes on it? So they, it's not just you, you know, d- down in the day to day of I'm I've got all these orders. I'm baking, even feeling a little bit overwhelmed. But to have that new party come in and say, "Here's what I." see your business could be. How helpful was that for you?
1: So helpful. Like I am not great with bookkeeping or finances. I mean, I'm, I'm great with finances. So I take care of all our finances. But it was really nice to have feedback and tell me what he thought was working and what wasn't working and where should we be marketing and should we be in doing pop-ups at vendor fairs. Which is not a thing that I will ever do again. <laughs> I am not a vendor fair person.
0: <laughs> why, why is that?
1: <laughs> the idea of baking a whole bunch of stuff to that I may or may not sell, and then may or may not have to throw away or donate—it <clears throat> really just—and then hauling it all. And the I only did two of them, and they were both awful experiences. <laughs> One was not advertised at all, and I had to drive to Lincoln. Two days in a row for it. It was windy and crazy, and our tent blew all over the place, and it just, I mean, it was not as fun. So then we went to another vendor fair, and we paid extra to have this, like, bigger space because we had a ton of stuff to sell, and we were put at the end of a one-way street. Oh, come on. With, like, four or five other bakers also there. So by the time they got to us, they already had their cupcakes or cookies or whatever, and we just had all this product.
0: <laughs> so I can see why you were just like, vendor fairs? Yeah. Nope. We're done with those. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Understood.
1: <clears throat> we do pop-ups occasionally. Like, we just did a wrestling show. Um, our friend, my friend Gary is a, semi, or a professional wrestler here in town for Magnum Pro, and he invited us to set up uh, a pop-up, a vendor, a table. Words. Sorry, words are hard right now Um, (laughs) to do a bake sale at the shows featuring some of the wrestlers. We actually had them at the shop, too. They did a promo and there was a whole cupcake being slapped in the face and a little brawl, which made me a little nervous, even though it was scripted. I'm like, Kirk, go make sure they don't break the case or anything else in the shop, please. (laughs) Our vendors would be really upset. And I'm pretty sure you would be, too, if they broke the case. Um, But it was a lot of fun. And so then we got to go and actually sell and we're going to be there again before the podcast airs, but we'll be there again on the 3rd um, and then again in December. So it's kind of nice to know what's coming up, but I also know the details. I know that most of the clientele is um, people that we've been, because we used to go to these shows all the time too. So I have an idea of what they like, what they don't like. Uh, I got a real, and it's a lot of regulars and repeat uh, attendees because it's basically, no offense, like a male soap opera.
0: Fair it's, yes.
1: there's a storyline in everything, and they get really invested in it. so they're gonna go to each show and catch the next episode if <laughs> so it's great to be there and then it's i mean, it's a lot of fun because then I also get to watch a wrestling show, which I I think I want to say I watched like WWE or something when I was younger and I didn't care so much, but getting to see it in person, it's like with football, I care less about watching football on TV, but actually being at the football game is so much fun and it's a different experience. So we haven't been able to go to a show in years because our toddlers could care less about noise. Like they hate it. They're, you know, if it's too loud, they don't have fun. and. so that's not fun for us and we want them to be happy and have fun. So we just kind of stopped going and then I got to go and I remember, oh my gosh, I remember this guy. I remember this guy. I remember his gimmick. Whoa, he's a bad guy now. What's happening? So (laughs) it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's about all. That's all I'll
0: do. And now it's work. Yes. So it's justified. Like you can always go to these shows and be like, well, I've got to go work, I guess.
1: Yep. it's perfect (laughs) yes
0: so opening a brick and mortar is a big step for a home baker and a lot and it's a step that a lot of home bakers never take Mm -hmm. I I know you said Kurt you know kind of came in and kind of pitched that vision but like when did you know this is this is really growing this is something that is going to grow outside my kitchen it's time to start looking for a brick and mortar
1: when I was turning down multiple orders a week like I or booked out a couple months three months in advance I'm like I can't take on anymore and if I have help I could and I think it's I told him I'm like I think it's time like we I'm turning orders down left and right and unless I have somebody here with me which let's be real there's no space in this kitchen for anybody else because it was tiny uh I was just like, we have to do this. We have to move into a bigger space. If we're going to make this happen, it needs to be now. Because I don't want to be the person that's like, well, you can't actually get in. But at the same time, I also want to be the person that's like, oh, my God, she books out months in advance. We need to get on the books. So I still get to do that, thankfully. Um, But I just, it was just time. So, yeah.
0: So you originally um, decided on the space just off 160th and Harrison. That's where you're at right now how did you know that that was the space cuz i'm i'm assuming you toured many different we did shops yep what was right about that one
1: <laughs> it used to be a dentist office so the irony was fun but it had everything that we needed so most of the places that we looked at we either had to have more water hookups or redirect piping or you know plumbing or increase the electricity or if it was in Douglas County add a hood um which cost like $35,000 just to install and so that's you know we all of those things into play uh some of the places didn't have enough space or it would have just cost a small fortune to add in things like gas lines water lines any of that stuff and then we found this place which is on a very busy intersection in harrison village and there's a daycare there's a dog spa there's a CBD shop and a hair salon on either side. I mean, we're sandwiched perfectly between I'm going to be over here getting my hair done for hours. I need a snack and I'm over here getting all my treats and I'm going to have the munchies later. So I'm (laughs) going to get a snack. Right. (laughs) And now we have De Leon's who does like taco Tuesday. So we started doing Tuesday lunch specials with the $2, $2 Tuesdays for lunch. And which was kind of fun because we're already in there working and baking and we all know how to use a register. So I'm like, just open the doors and put some stuff out and see how it does. And it does really well. So, um, but a lot of the places were great. This place had everything. It even had too much water because it was in dentist office. So they had, you know, water everywhere. We had a cap off water. We had enough electricity for all of our equipment. And, um, so that helped with the cost because it was in Sarby County. We didn't have to worry about a hood. I mean, it was just perfect. And they were switching over agencies at the time so instead of doing a building allowance they just gave us the first year of rent for free which we just started having to pay in july
0: so because
1: we signed the lease in july and then it took us forever to get open
0: i was (laughs) gonna say you signed the the julies you signed the release on july 13th of 2022 didn't open until late january 2023
1: february 1st yep
0: february 1st okay so i think there was like a soft opening in January or something. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. There was, I think two days before that. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Just going back through your social media, there was a lot of posts where it was just like, we're sorry. We're so close to opening. We're so close. You know, please don't get mad at us. Like, I know you're excited. We're, we're working on it. How hard was it for you? I mean, that that's a long period in between. And I know transforming a dentist's office into a bakery. There's a lot of work that goes into (laughs) that. So I'm not saying like you should have done it faster, but I can only imagine for you you know, you tour all these different diff- potential buildings mm-hmm. that you could move into. Then you finally find one, and it's like, okay, let's go. Let's make this thing a reality. And then you got to wait, like, another, what, I can't do math off the time I had, but, like, eight months, nine yeah. months to, like, actually see it come to fruition. What was that time like for you? Oh,
1: it was so stressful because I have horrible <laughs> selective hearing, apparently. So they're like, they said three to, or th- 60 to 90 days on something and i'm like we're gonna be open in 69 days or 60 to 90 days or like no 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 it's gonna take this much time for the permits and then it's gonna take this much time for things so we might be like starting the build in 60 to 90 days i'm like that is not (laughs) what i want to hear and it was a lot of really being impatient a lot of things were on back order um we wanted to do specific items. So, you know, we had to wait for those to come in and then we had to wait for the floor guys. And then something was held back up like one of the other companies was um three weeks away from actually being able to come in and so I kept changing like we had opening themes and I had to keep finding opening themes. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we're not doing December or was I think originally we we're supposed to open in October And I'm like, we're going to do all this Halloween stuff. Okay, no. We're going to do all this Thanksgiving stuff. Okay. We're going to do all this Christmas stuff. Okay, flock your New Year's resolutions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's February. Valentine's Day, obviously. So, I mean, it just, it was, I was really impatient and kind of crabby. Most people would say a lot crabby. Um, But then it happened and we were able to just, I mean, I think that we only gave ourselves like a week Maybe two for decorating before I was like, we're opening right now. But then, of course, we get the ovens all hooked up and I messed up my favorite recipe because I actually have something that I love and I bake and that's my chocolate cake. I developed the recipe myself and so I'm trying to make it in the oven and it kept not working. And Kurt's like, are you ready to get the ball rolling? I'm like, nope, chocolate cake won't make. I I can't get it to bake right. I don't know what's happening. I converted the recipe wrong. So it wasn't even the oven. It was me the whole time. (laughs) So once we finally figured that out. You had a few things on your mind. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, We'll give you a pass on this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Once we finally figured that out, I was like, we're ready. So we just kind of jumped right in and learned a lot of really hard lessons really fast. And um, it just kind of, and then also had to shut down for a week because everybody got COVID all of a sudden. Mm. Like We just exposed ourselves to all these people. And then, you know, everybody's sick now. But then, so I got a week to breathe. And catch up on things and then hit the ground running again.
0: You just said you earned a lot of hard. You learned a lot of hard lessons really fast. What were a few of those lessons?
1: <sighs> Storage, like how many cupcakes to put out, how many items to put out. Um, so we had a lot of waste in the beginning because I think I was expecting to be just flocked with all of these, you know, people like all excited to be here. But we opened on a Wednesday, you know, so I was like, well, everybody's at work. So we threw away a lot of stuff. And we, when we were doing that, we ended up doing Opes, which are if we, anything that we don't sell the day before, we'll put out for sale the next day for 50% off, and we call them Opes. Um, and we had a few comments on how something was dry. Before, I was baking everything to order. And, you know, if it, I had a timeline. I had a perfect list. I love my lists. I'm all about the lists. It just makes my entire week so much easier. It is a lot harder to do lists right now. Um, but I I just didn't know that it was going to be so different. I don't think I think I expected it to just be the same thing except that now I'm putting product out for sale. So I had a couple, you know, comments in the beginning like this is dry or this doesn't taste right. I'm like, "All right, we need to figure out the ovens a little bit better or switch up the recipe because clearly the difference between a gas and electric stove, you know, like they have changes. So learning the difference between when or how long to bake something, if I'm, I mean, obviously we're trying things, but I don't know if the excitement, I was looking past the fact that this cupcake was not as moist as it could be or whatever packaging, like, I mean, there was just a whole bunch of stuff and seeing people say it was really exciting to try this place, but the Cupcake was dry. I'm like, no, we got to fix this. So, we made changes and improved on it. So, every hiccup, every thing that went wrong, we learned from and grew from. I mean, we get complaints every once in a while like, somebody said a brownie wasn't great. And I was like, well, I mean, it's a brownie. I don't know what to tell you. I can't really change it. I'm sorry you didn't like your brownie. (laughs) But, um, I mean, when we have big things like, this was awful, like we will 100% refund you, we will fix it and we will put out a better product. And that's just what we do. Like we're still learning. We're still making sure that, you know, just because somebody in the kitchen likes it doesn't mean that, you know, the masses are going to. So we do test runs on everything. We make sure that the entire kitchen, the entire staff, in fact, likes it. We'll put, any, we'll put samples out, make sure that the masses like it, and then we'll put it out for sale, mostly. Except for those couple of times where I walk in and I'm like, there's a new product. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: What? Uh, so, you know, we talked about there's this huge run up to opening day and then it finally happens. So I want you, whether it's one of those soft opening days or whether it's February 1st, whatever memory pops to the front of your brain, what do you remember about being able to finally open your store and the baking flamingos is a reality?
1: Yeah. Soft Open was really exciting because we invited all our friends and family and a lot of our regular customers. And we also put out, you know, some feelers to a couple of other groups and we sold everything for a dollar. And just to like, you know, welcome. Thanks for coming. I ran home like we had been prepping everything all day long. And I'm like, I need food and I look like garbage. So I need to go home and change. And of course, I waited till the absolute last second. And I got back as the shop was starting to fill up with people. And I just stood outside and I was like, oh, my God, this is my shop. This is there are customers inside of my shop right now. Like there's a big freaking sign on the building that says this is my shop. And there's people in it right now. I have staff that are like killing it right now and trying to keep up with the people that are in there. And it was I was just basically floating around the shop while also stressing because there's, you know, a million people in there trying to buy things and then also trying to talk to everybody. And I just was just crazy with excitement and running back to the kitchen and running back out front. I'm like, you guys were doing this this is happening. So yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, for those who are watching right now, just they can see the joy on your face. Like there's just no no way to, describe the feeling that I'm assuming you had in that moment I mean yeah just
1: I mean I still have it I go to I go to the shop all the time I'm like I cannot believe that this place is mine that this happened that Kurt and I made this happen and it's just it's crazy like I never knew I never thought this would be a thing that's happening and it is and I'm even my mom sorry mom My mom, I feel like thought that or considered it more a hobby, even into a year, a year and a half in, I'm like, I have customers, I have things. And she's like, well, I mean, it's this. I'm like, no, no, they're paying customers.
0: (laughs) It's a real thing.
1: It's a real thing. This is my job. This is what I do for a living. Um, And then once we signed the on the dotted line, she's like. I am just so proud of you and your bakery. I'm like, you're acknowledging that it's a business. This is, this is great. Like, it's a real business. It's a thing that I'm doing for a living. And I mean, eventually I'll be doing it for a living. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just, it's just amazing.
0: Yeah. So there, with any business, there are a lot of highs and there are a lot of lows too. Mm -hmm. And there was sometime this summer, I believe it was in late August, or sometime in August, you put out a post about how the shop was struggling and just some of the realities about how hard it is to to own a bakery and be a baker. And I, it was really raw. It was really emotional. I thought it was really cool because these are things that we as customers just don't understand. It seems like, oh, I'm running a bakery. This is great. We bake cupcakes all the time and have fun in the back. That's not – that can – sometimes be reality that's obviously not reality all the time that post went viral and the community really responded you guys sold out for four days after that post went out but before we hit on the positive stuff real quick i would just love for you to pull back the curtain and kind of give us the reality of what made you want to write that post like not not to focus on the negative but just to educate us as customers to some of the realities of how difficult running a bakery is
1: So we were doing really, really well and then it started tapering off and to the point where we were doing next to nothing and had a ton of waste and so, and Kurt had told me like we need to start reeling in the menu. It needs to be more defined, more steady, more constant, blah, 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 and kind of protected my feelings I suppose by you know just letting me know that it was bad and that we needed to start reeling things in and I didn't really quite get why so I had a lot of pushback you know I'm like you know this is this is apparently what we're doing we're only doing 10 items per category or whatever and I fought them on all the categories so we'd have the most amount of product out and then um, my bakers were also just like well why can't we do this why can't we do this and then a few weeks later we had another chat and he's like yeah we're like Two months from closing at this point, I'm like, so I panicked, which is what I do, and made a whole bunch of really big changes. And <clears throat> which he was kind of irritated with me about. He's like, "You shouldn't have panicked." I'm like, "But I bought us another month <laughs> by cutting back all these things, and I was able to tell my bakers, like, okay, so there's apparently a reason why he's reeling us in, and this is it. Like, we need to make some changes. We need to narrow the menu down. We need to cut costs. We need to save money where we can." and just stick with these few products reel in the customers with these things wow them like we need to bring them in so that you guys can start doing your fun stuff again and reintroducing it and so they understood and they did everything they could to help i mean i had my friend i house, honest she's so sweet she's like do i need to do you need me to quit do you need to not pay me no honey i really need you to be up front like you're you sell all the things and you make people want to buy things. Like, I need you to do that. Um, my head baker, Braylon, she cut her hours in half for a little bit and that helped. Um, I worked more hours so I could keep people out because my pay doesn't matter. You know, I am I get paid the same regardless. And so I just worked endless hours and I was working on a post. I had reached out to Stacey Winters. I'm like, what is it that people do? like what makes them want to share their posts. I've seen them before, like the cry for help and everybody just shows up for them. And he said, you know, that cry for help post helps a lot and it goes a long way. Um, but you should also reach out to influencers and do all these other things. And we started doing that and finding out that stuff like that actually also costs money. And so, or not every, I mean, not everybody, but we are trying to, you know, navigating who we we're going to talk to and, I kept telling myself, I'm like, I'm going to put together this amazing post. We brought in a photographer to take pictures of things to go along with this post. And it was just after two or three weeks of prepping for this thing. I'm like, I don't even know. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like irritated about something. And I really just wanted to change. So I was like venting to my friends and family on my personal Facebook. I'm like, you guys, (laughs) I know that you're supportive and you're doing all these things, but I need you to help me. Like, I need help. I need you to share the word, spread the word, tell everybody, even if it's to come in and buy one freaking cupcake, I need you to tell everybody and share it everywhere, do all the things. And 300 shares later, <laughs> it was everywhere. And I mean, all of the food groups, all of the things, I couldn't open up my Facebook without seeing everything, Baking me goes Baking for And it was all the same posts. And I was just like, this is nuts. And that's the 300 people are the only ones that I could actually track. Like, I don't even know how far it went, but We just kept, like, then all of a sudden we were seeing people like, I saw your post. I saw your post. And I still have people coming in saying, I saw your post. And I'm like, that was really just me venting to friends and family. And it worked. So it was, I just sat down one night and I was typing it out. I was angry and sad. And um, DJ kept trying to talk to me. My husband was like, what are you working on? I'm like, I can't talk right now. I'm working on this thing. I have to finish this post. I have a train of thought and I need to focus on it. And then... I just stared at my phone for about 10 minutes afterwards. I'm like, I shouldn't do this. I don't, this is crazy. I don't need to do this. And then I did it and we gained, I mean, we almost doubled our following in, almost doubled our following overnight. And then it just kept going and going and going and going. And then finally I was like, well, we have this party coming up. I'm going to post a goal. (laughs) I'm going to get Kurt in that flamingo costume (laughs) because we had tried it before and it did not work. I had an unattainable goal before, which may have also been like 8,000 followers, but we only had like 1,000 followers. So it was a huge, ridiculous goal. And then I was like, well, we're really close to this one. And that helped also spread the word. And I was relentless. I'm sure you saw every single day. If not you, then everybody was like, Oh my god, this girl is ridiculous. Cause I was just blowing up all the feeds like this man's gonna be in this flamingo costume by August twenty first. Get, yes. get us this many was Make it eight thousand followers? Yes. Yes. The first goal was eight thousand. Right now the next goal is nine thousand. You can get once we hit nine thousand, we'll do a drawing for an eight inch cake. Um customized whatever they want or something else if they want that instead and then 10,000 followers is another cake and then Kurt's payback which is a pie in my face (laughs) so you know what as long as it's French silk I don't actually care (laughs) that sounds great (laughs) so yeah we're getting we're I don't know where we're at right now but we're getting pretty close to the 9,000 and I'm excited to be able to do another drawing and bring some people in and yeah
0: so, you know, you were, you talked about the struggles, there were lean times, it was, it was very difficult for you. Um, what was it like for you in those days after the posts, to just see that rush of people and to see the shop full again, and to have the opportunity to, to bring people back and give them more hours and give them their freedom back? What was that like for you?
1: It was a lot of different emotions, honestly. Like, I was really excited to see all of these people coming in and selling us out. But then at the same time, I was seeing the posts that were like, they should be open later. I'm like, well, we, we normally are open later, but we keep selling out. Well, you should be offering more products. Like, <laughs> we haven't been busy at all. <laughs> we've been only, we only put out what we've been doing. And this just, we, I posted that on like a Tuesday night and it was super late. And I'm like, oh crap, we are going to get slammed tomorrow fingers crossed. And the girls are like, there is nothing that we can do to like, we can only do so much to get all that stuff out the next day. And we just, I mean, we had to, we just kept putting things out, whatever we had available, we just kept going and going and selling out and selling out. And then we had to close for an entire day just to like go buy new, new product (laughs) because we had only been planning for this small amount. we, so the second week we didn't sell out because we doubled our offerings, but we were so close, like super close to selling out. I mean, we still only had like a few handfuls of, you know, maybe like five cupcakes or 10 cookies. I mean, so while we didn't post that we were selling out, we were still doubling what we were offering and getting to the point where we weren't able to do opes, and that was great. I'm like, we don't have opes out any day of the week. I'm like, that's awesome. Um, and it was, I mean, it was stressful and we had to rework everything and plan for everything again and we were able to start introducing stuff again and so it was exciting and the moment when I found out we were not doing great, I mean, I destroyed my office a little bit, like, you know, like papers flying, <laughs> desk was on the ground, you know, in the movies when they're mad and they like, mm-hmm. throw everything to the side, absolutely did that, not going to lie. <laughs> You know it, it felt good, but at the same time I'm like, no, I had to pick this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So yeah. And it's just while it's not as crazy busy as it was that week, that those two weeks, we're still maintaining a nice busy time. Apparently, in a one mile radius, the amount of people that did not know that we existed was crazy. I'm like, we live in this neighborhood over here and we had no idea where you were here. I'm like, that is really discouraging. So I'm like, can you go ahead and go home and post in your neighborhood group and let everybody else know that we're here too? And they do. They're like, oh, Susie told me that your shop is here. Now we're here too. So it's just, or we were at Runza because we have a Runza car. When you, when you come out of the Runza drive through, we're right in your face. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been nice hearing like I saw your post or right? so-and-so told me about you or I saw you in this other group I'm like I didn't even know that was a group that existed very cool so yeah mm, lots of emotions
0: Amber you are fascinating you have so much knowledge you have a great story I could talk to you for hours <laughs> but you have a job that you needed to get back to the studio needs the studio back I can't have this all day unfortunately I do have to ask you one last question though and that you know, your business has come so far in such a short amount of time. I mean, it was just a couple years ago where your mom thought that this was a hobby yeah. and you <laughs> didn't have a brick and mortar. And then, you know, you, you had to put out this kind of desperation rage post. And you've come so far in, the, in that time and you've got this successful bakery and you've got bakers creating things that people don't even know existed. But then they try it and they have to come back and get more. When you look to the future of the Baking Flamingos, what, what do you see?
1: I want to be able to not be, like, I'm training a new decorator, so I can't say this forever. I'm, I'm going to be able to say this part sooner rather than later, but I would like to not be the only person decorating, so I, we can offer more cakes and custom orders, and I would like to be able to go on vacation with my family. from time to time while also maintaining a very busy business and I would really like to have a second location even if it's a branch of something that we do like the baked flakashas you know or the baking flakashas or whatever and it would just be nice to be like well this is this is who's in charge and I'm gonna go open another one or I don't I don't know it's just so unknown you know there's so many unknowns the economy's crashing again like there's whatever ban or what, you know, ingredients are gone. And apparently you're experiencing a flour shortage right now. Who knew? Um, so I'm like stockpiling flour, but assuming all of the things line up, I would either like a second location or just to be known. Like my goal at one point was to be best of Omaha. Like it's a, popularity contest i think is what most people say so it's like not even on my radar anymore i just want to be the person or i want to be the shop where people are like that's where you get that from like you know, without a doubt and i'm kind of there and i see a lot of that but it's i want to be the majority on that post where it's baking flamingos baking flamingos absolutely hands down baking flamingos i just want to be in everybody's face and be like this is the place to go to that's it
0: <laughs> oh that's all you that's want it. this that's is all. just a place yep. where people go to get everything yep it's just a small goal i know right you are well on your way there i would say i mean there are several items the focaccia and the pop tarts for sure like immediately if someone asked me where do i go to get something like that no ma like without thinking and i, I could probably say that about you know several of the other cookies and stuff too that like this is I want to be, like, if you weren't someone who saw this post and came in, or if you're someone who lives somehow within the one-mile radius (laughs) of your bakery and hasn't come in yet, like, whatever my endorsement is worth, I came in probably for the first time, I don't know, three weeks ago or something like that, and I've been in three times since. It's just a a really fun place that has awesome baked goods, and we didn't really even touch on very much of the savory stuff. I mean, you offer danishes and, like, Mm -hmm. cheddar and uh, ham, Croissants, like there's savory stuff too. So if you're a savory fan, but there's like there's always something different in in the pastry case. So you can come in expecting that you're just going to get one thing or whatever, and you end up walking out with the whole box. The baking flamingos is a really cool place. It has a lot of personality. It's really fun to go there. Go take a focaccia class. (laughs) Like you can go decorate a loaf of focaccia bread. Where else can you do that? I don't know of any. I'd never even heard of it. So yeah. Anyway, I'm just rambling now. Amber, thank you so much for, for working hard, for persevering through everything that we talked about today and for just coming on this show and giving me the time today. You talked about how busy you are. You just gave me over an hour. I <laughs> sincerely appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun.
0: It was fun for me yeah. too. <laughs> Oma, as always, thanks for eating with us.
1: A Media Production.